Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Good to see everyone. All these beautiful faces. I just went uh, really preparing for this preach. Um, I just felt God said, take the time to look at my people. Because <laughs> they're precious to him. You're his people. And you're precious to him. And, you know, I don't want to come here without knowing that, that each one of you, that God has a plan for your life, a promise for your life. And that, that's the heart of God today, that when I talk to you, you're precious to him. So I have to say, I have to say precious things to you and encourage you. And that's what the Lord wants to do today. And I just, if you just put your hands out in front of you, ready to, to receive today. Uh, and I just really believe that God... He wants each of us as individuals. He wants to give us a gift today. He gave us the gift of his son. 2,000 years ago, he gave us the gift of his son, Jesus. And he's given you that gift. And he wants you to unwrap it today. And no one can unwrap it for you. Only you can unwrap it. Only you can unwrap the treasures that God has for you inside of that gift. And I really believe, just receive today his peace. I give my peace to you. I leave my peace to you. Not the kind of fragile peace that the world offers, but my perfect peace. And I just pray for those today, Lord, that that need rest. That you will give them your peace, Lord. That they are no longer separated from the love of God. I pray that in your precious name, Lord. And I just pray for your word right now, Lord. I just ask you, Father, that you will prepare the hearts. Prepare my heart, Father God, for your people to receive. And Lord, I pray that we would go from today and we'll take this gift with us. The gift of your presence. And the gift of your power, Lord, the gift that you are with us and for us and not against us. I pray that in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good, isn't he? Amen. Amen. I just, each week, I'm falling in love with worship at the moment. The worship is, is amazing. It's just amazing at the moment. And I believe that we're in a time where we're pressing into God. And his presence is just is flooding this place. It's just, it's just so beautiful. And I just encourage you. We had John Andrews come and speak. And he said, praise. Praise God. Praise him when you feel, you don't feel like praising him. Because there is testimony in praising him. He's, he's going to fill you today. He's going to fill you. When you stand here and you praise him, he fills you. I'm tired, but God was filling me there. He was filling me. He was filling me. So if you read, I'm just going to read from Joshua 1 today in the NLT version. And I'm reading from verse 1 to 11. 
If you have your Bibles, it should come on the screen. That's the NIV version. <laughs> After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on the land I'm giving you. From the Nevgev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north. From the Eurates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. Including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you nor abandon you. Be strong and courageous. For you are the one who will lead these people. To possess all the land I swore to their ancestors, I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all my instructions Moses gave you. And do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua then commanded the, the officers of Israel, go through the camp and tell the people to get their provision ready. In three days you will cross the Jordan River and take the possession of the land the Lord your God has given you. Amen. Amen. What an amazing bit of scripture. What an amazing. And the title of my message today is Fueled by Faith. And I want to, the question I want to ask you today is are you are you fueled by fear or are you fueled by faith? And it says in the scripture, in three days you will cross the Jordan River and possess a land that the Lord your God has given you. And I want to say today, church, that there's a time, there's a special time now because the Lord, it's a time has come for us as a people and as a community to possess a land that the Lord our God has given us. There's promises over each and everyone's life here today that are yes and amen. And God wants you to receive that gift today. Receive the land that he's giving you because he's possessed it for you. But there is a river in front of you today. There's an obstacle in your way. There's an obstacle and I believe that obstacle might be fear. It might be a relationship. It might be finance. It might be your marriage. It might be your job. It might be your workplace today. But the Spirit of God says, I'm going to make a way. He's the miracle worker. And I really sensed in my spirit when I was preparing the preach that, that God said, it's as if people here today, you're standing in front of your obstacle and there's hurdles in your life today. There's hurdles. It's not just a sprint. You're sprinting, but each time you sprint, there's a hurdle that you hit today. And the Lord says he wants to make a way today. Just like he splitted the Red Sea, he wants to do that for you today. He wants the dry ground to be, your, to be the, on the firm of your foundation. He wants it to be dry. Because like, like uh, Moses, he was being chased he was being chased and he was, um, Pharaoh was in pursuit of Moses. 
And I believe that some of us today, we're trying to go over the river. We're trying to go. We're trying. And it's making us weary. And we're doing it in our own strength. But who knows that God is stronger today? Amen? God is stronger. He will make the way. It's not by might. It's not by spirit. But it's by the power. It's by his power today. It's by his power. He wants to do that miracle again in your life. He wants to split that Red Sea. And I believe that people are being oppressed and intimidated today by the enemy. That he's just behind you. Just like King Pharaoh Pharaoh, who was behind Moses. And he's pursuing you. He's pursuing you because of the promise that God has for you today. God has a promise over your life of provision. He wants to give you provision today. And he wants to give you rest. Rest in him. So, yeah, the enemy today is going to be flooded. Because that's what happens. That's what happens when the Red Sea is split and Pharaoh goes through. And then Moses, he, they depart, the people of Israel come out and the enemy is flooded. And, he, and God wants you to know that the enemy is flooded over your life today. Don't believe his lies. Don't believe his talk. He's just a talker. He has no action to back it up with. Death, where is your sting? Our resurrected king. We have a resurrected king today. We can stand firm on that foundation today that God has been resurrected and he's an alive in each one of you. You were once dead, but now you're alive. God has made you alive. His spirit lives in you today and he wants to lead you by the spirit. He wants to lead you across those obstacles into a promised land, into a land that the Lord your God has given you. You will cross that. You will. Say you will. You will cross. You will cross. You will cross. Because if God goes ahead of you, who can be against you? We sang that today. If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? And the voice of the enemy is going to be quiet today. Because when a, if a river came over you today, you would be quiet. You wouldn't, you'd go to the depths of the sea. The enemy is at the depths of the sea and he cannot be heard in your life today. He's been flooded out. God has flooded him out. 2,000 years ago, when Jesus came to die on a cross, the enemy was flooded out. He doesn't have a voice today. He doesn't have a voice in your life. It says... In John 15, my sheep hear my voice. They do not recognize a stranger's voice. And some of us, we got too familiar with the stranger's voice. And not the voice of God. And it's the voice of God that wants to lead you today. He wants to lead you. Because you're precious to him. He, he went and died so that you could have a promise today of eternal life. That you don't have to fear death today. You don't have to have fear of death. You don't have to have any fear in your life because who the sun sets free is free indeed. Everyone here is free in the name of Jesus. I command freedom in this place, Jesus. Freedom. Enemy, flee. There's no room. There's no room. If you're making room for Jesus, there can be no room for the enemy. Don't give him a thought. Don't even give him a second think. I fall short of that every day, but I want to be, we are more than conquerors in his name. We are more than conquerors and I'm going to stand on Jesus today. I'm going to stand on him. He is my foundation today. Oh, Jesus, he is the ground that I stand on. Is he your ground? Does he empower your faith today? 
Does he empower you to believe for the things that you can't see? When you're looking at that obstacle, are you, are you weary and drained? Are you empty and depleted? Because God wants to fill you today. And that's the gift that God wants to give to you. That he wants to fill you with a faith. A faith to fight the good fight. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is faithful. He's going to give it to you today. Believe it, believe it. He's going to give you, he's going to give you the faith. You need to believe it. You need to believe it, church. I need to believe it. There's times coming where we got to stand. We got to be a people that are distinguished by his presence, by our faith. Our faith is strong. Our faith is strong. I used to be a Muslim. There is no faith in that religion. It is dead. It's dead works. And we have something to hold on today. We have the Spirit of God who lives inside of us. He's so precious. He's so precious. Don't take him for granted. You need to have a belief today. Are you a believer? Or are you just saying you believe? You need to believe. We need to believe his word. We need to believe what he says. That the obstacles will make a way for us. Because we are the children of God. We are his children. We are the Israelites going to the promised land. We are, we are. Jesus goes ahead of you. He goes with you wherever you go. Wherever you go today. You might go on mission to Iraq. You got, might go on mission to, to Cambridge. You don't have to be in fear. You don't have to be in fear because he's with you. He's with you in your workplace. He's with you in your marriage. He's never left you. He's never forsaken you. He's never abandoned you. He's a good father. He's a good father. He'll never abandon you. Oh, Jesus. When I had the revelation that Jesus was my father, that's what, that's what made me come to love, to love him. Whoa, Jesus. He's such a good dad. He's such a good dad. I remember when I walked into church, and I, all my life, I never felt like I had a father. He wasn't there for me. He never spent time with me. In a sense, he abandoned me, my earthly father. And when I walked into church the very first time, I knew the Father was calling me. I knew he was calling me. And he calls you today because he wants to live inside of you. He never wants to abandon you. He never wants to abandon you. He just wants to, wow, Jesus, he just wants to embrace you today. He wants to embrace you if you let him. If you let him, if you let him, he will become your father. He will become your father. And the father of lies, he, he will flee. Resist the enemy and he shall flee. Embrace to God. Draw close to him and he'll draw close to you. Jesus is so good. Wow. Wow. Some Muslims, they can't understand the Trinity. <laughs> but I'm, just, I'm thankful today that I can go, call God my father, that he's a friend. That I have the Holy Spirit that he wouldn't leave me. He would never leave you today. That he, want, he put his spirit in you. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. If God is for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? That obstacle you're facing today, God is making a way. He is making a way. He's the miracle worker. He is making a way. And I pray, Father God, you make a way for people today. You make a way, Father God, where they see there isn't a way. Father God, please do a miracle. 
I don't have to beg you, Lord, because you said you'll never leave me nor abandon me. The Father, you're a good Father. And we don't have to beg Him today. We don't have to beg Him. His Son died on a cross so that we didn't have to beg Him. We didn't have to beg Him. Other religions, they beg God. They beg God. But God wants to please us. He, he favors us. We're His people. We're distinguished. He's marked us by his very own love today. When he went to the cross and his blood, he marked you, each, every individual, by his blood. And by that blood, you can claim the promises of God today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We see in the scripture that after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. And I was thinking about this, that, you know, he, uh, Moses had led... The last generation of Israelites to the pro- to try to lead them to the promised land. He's the splitting of the Red Sea. And after Moses died, I, you know, I thought, if I was the people of Israel, I would thought, wow, I was following this man Moses and he's just died. He's just died. And I believe that there's people here today, you feel as if people have kind of died in your life, not in the sense of, your leader, someone was leading you and you put all your hopes in that person. You put, maybe you put false expectations on that leader today or someone was leading you, for example, like a marriage, you, you, were, you were with your partner and they, they kind of left you or you were with a friend and they left you. But I want to say today that church, God will never leave you. They will never forsake you. If you look, if you look to Moses, Leadership is great. Leadership is there to lead us. When you come to church on a Sunday, the direction of the leading here should be the direction you've heard in your heart. It should kind of be in union with what you've been seeing in the secret place. That when you come here, you're like, wow, this is a church. And by the way, we have a pastor that is led by the Spirit of God. And when I come in, he shares the things of God that God wants to do here. Wow, it just ignites my spirit. Does it ignite yours? It should because in the secret place, God should be sharing the leading of the Holy Spirit. And then when he shares it with leadership, it just confirms it to you. It just confirms that this is the way we are meant to go. This is the, and you can trust someone like that today. You need to trust someone, not, not just put your eyes on any leader. But put your, lead, put your eyes on the ultimate leader today, who's Jesus. He is leading this church. He is leading his church. We are just servants of God. We are servants of God today. And he calls us as friends today. You know, God hasn't given up on you today. He'll never give up on you. And people might have given up on you. But I want to say that God is for you. And he's got great plans for you and... Just put your hope in him today. Put your hope in him and he will guide you. His spirit will lead you across that river. Because man will let you down, unfortunately. Unfortunately, and it will hurt you. I believe there's hurts here today where people have let you down. But don't mirror that hurt onto God. Don't, just because someone maybe in leadership hurt you or someone of the world hurt yours, don't make that a representative of God because God is a good leader. He leads his people to the promised land. He is a good, he's a good God. He's, he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. No, we fuel by faith today. Are we fueled by faith or are we fueled by our fears, our worries, 
You know, do you feel like you're standing at that obstacle and your strength is depleted physically, emotionally, maybe because of depression or anxiety or worry? But you need to stand at that river and you need to, you, you need to know the insurance of the, the spirit leading you. It's the God of Yahweh. He's leading you. My first point today is I want to bring some points of how we can fuel our faith. And I believe one of those areas is we can fuel our faith by intimacy, with intimacy with God. And I, yeah, I, when I was praying for this word, I really felt like God, that we as a church today are a filling station and that God's going to fill us. Just like you would take your car to be filled with petrol, God's going to fill you with a fuel today. And take these truths home. Take intimacy, fueled faith intimacy. You know, there's a promise today that wherever you set your foot, that's the land that the Lord is giving you. Whatever promises God has spoken over your life today, step into them. Because God wants to strengthen your feet. Your feet may be, be failing you. It says in Oceans, in the, the song Oceans, Hillsong saying, In the presence of my Savior, my faith is made stronger. Where my feet are failing. He gives you the strength today. Where your feet are failing you. Where you're physically tired. He wants to give you spirit-filled intimacy with him. He says, I promise you what I promised Moses. And that's the promise that we have today. The promise of his promised land of provision and rest. Rest. There's a promise of rest. Rest in him. Rest in his finished works today. Stop fighting. Have, there needs to be a revelation of his rest today. By, if we rest... If we know how to rest in God, the rest will, <laughs> you know, the rest will sort itself out. Because, because we can't strive. We can't strive. God is, he's the worker. He's the miracle worker. He's the way maker. We can't strive. If we keep striving, we're going to be depleted. Our energy is going to be sucked out and we're going to burn out. We're going to burn out for God because we think that we carry everything that we do everything in our own might but actually is this intimacy with God that wants to fuel you today and it says no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live for I will be with you as I was with Moses I will not fail you or abandon you you know he's for us and he he wants to be with you these great prophets he was with these great prophets and now by his promise of his holy spirit he's with you today yeah if your feet feel like they're failing you today go to that place of intimacy with god go to that place of intimacy jesus says eric gilmore who's coming uh, in november he says these three words he says three words god's saying to you every day come to me Imagine God is whispering you to, the, to you today, come to me. Come to me and I will give you rest. All who are heavy laden and I will give you rest. And if you don't continually come to Jesus, 
then you're not going to rest. You're not going to be refueled. You're just going on empty. You know, when the empty light comes on your car, you go and refuel it, don't you? And that's what you have to do with God. You have to go and refuel yourself. But don't wait until you get really empty. Sometimes I do that. When I ain't got the money to pay for my petrol, I'm like, I want to make it last as long as it can. I go on the, but that's not good for the car. So, and that's not good for our bodies to, to spend. We're going to wait until quarter of the tank has gone out until we're going to go and be refueled again. So just like you would go and fuel your car, you can fuel yourself today in intimacy with God. And intimacy with God is so, is so powerful. It's so powerful. We see that in Joshua 3, when, they, when the river dries up and the walls split, it's because of the presence of God. The Ark of the Covenant goes out before Joshua and then the flow of water is cut off stream and the river stands up like a wall. Now we have the same presence with us. That, the Ark of the Covenant, no one could go. People would die if they even touched it, if they didn't even wash their hands in a certain way, ceremonial washing. But today we have the Holy Spirit that lives in us. The promise of the Holy Spirit that he'll never leave you, that he'll never forsake you, that he'll never abandon you. In John 14... When the disciples are troubled in their hearts, Jesus says, I go to the Father. I go to the Father on your behalf. He has a conversation when he says, leave them just one like me. Someone to be with them. Someone, when they're getting weary and they're tired, that it will lift them up. It will lift them up. It's not some kind of feeling. It's a knowing that the presence of God is in you. He's in you. He's, you're his dwelling place. You're the temple of God today. And he, when you're at that obstacle and you step out, his presence is going to go with you. And his presence is going to split that, split that sea and make it a dry ground. So if you're facing that obstacle today, I encourage you, get into that place of intimacy. Like Steve was saying, go to the private place. Shut your door, close your door, get away from everyone. And he will fuel you by intimacy. And those obstacles in your life, they will become small. Because his presence is so powerful. His presence it has power in it today. His presence has power to make that dry ground. To make dry ground. To split the obstacles in your life and make a path for you today. He wants to make a path that you can walk straight through. Where there's no obstacles today. By his presence. If you would just carry his presence today. Demons flee in Jesus' presence. Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, it's God's desire to, for you to be his dwelling place today. He says in 2 Corinthians 6.19, God said, I will live, them, will live, live with them and walk among them and I will be their God. And they will be my people. You are his people today. And his presence lives inside of you. We are called to be a people that are distinguished by his presence. His presence makes a way. Where there is no way. Well, if I didn't have God's spirit today. If I didn't have God's presence today. How would I go through the obstacles of life? I don't know how we used to do it. Wow. 
It was tiring. It was tiring. But God wants to fill you today. You're not meant to be tired. You're not meant to be tired. As a Christian, you're not meant to be tired because God's meant to fill you. So sit. Just sit at his feet. Be like Mary. Be like Mary. Mary just sat at his feet. Martha was busy, heart racing, doing all the chores. But Martha just sat, uh, Mary just sat at her feet, sat at Jesus' feet. Would you just spend that time today with Jesus and just sit at his feet? Sit at his feet. Feet are not very beautiful, but I, I suppose Jesus is. But, wow. How beautiful are the feet that bring the gospel of the good news. Jesus, they must have been some beautiful feet. Wow. Do you think Jesus' feet smell? (laughs) Sorry, Lord, I love you. I doubt it. There was a fragrance. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, just, yeah, that's the joy of the Lord. Just laugh. Yeah, there's freedom. There's freedom right now. There's freedom over your obstacles. There's freedom. His presence is your freedom today. Let him fill you with intimacy. He wants to fill you. He doesn't want to deprive you of himself. He, you know, he draws man onto himself. He draws you onto himself. He wants to draw you to him today and fill you. Oh, Jesus, would you fill your people today? Fill your people today, Lord. That's your promise, Lord. You didn't leave us. You didn't forsake us. You didn't abandon us, Lord. But you gave us your your spirit. One just like you, Jesus. One just like you. Well, he's in you right now. Do you believe that? Wow, Jesus. The disciples were in fear. And then the in Acts, wow. The Holy Spirit came upon them so that they won't be terrified, so they won't have trouble in their hearts. If you feel intimidated today, if you feel terrified, go to Him. Go to Him. Go to the place of intimacy. He wants to see into you. Into me, see. See into me, God. He wants to see into you today. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, wow, wow, and your faith will make me stronger in the presence of my Savior. And like today, it was Joshua's faith that qualified him. It was his faith. It wasn't his qualifications. Maybe some of you here today, you want to be in ministry or you want to be Go up the ladder in your job, or you want, you know, you, you're desiring something, but it's faith that qualifies you today. It's not any qualification, it's faith. Faith is a weapon. Faith is a, faith is your right today. So receive that. And I love the fact that Joshua, Moses was his leader. Wow, what a great leader Moses was. And he revered God and he revered his presence and Moses often spent time face to face with God and he would speak, God would speak to him as a friend would speak to him. And his face would be radiant, radiant. I want that church. Wow. 
Imagine you step into work on Monday and people are like, ah! Like, what's happened to Lewis's face? Like, what's up? Wow, he's glowing. Like, wow. We go outside for the sun and we're like, ah! No, but we need that. We need that radiance. When we go into our place of work, our home, his presence needs to fuel us. It's funny how Moses was fueled in the, the place of pri- um, in the private place, and there were signs. There were signs that, that was a, to me. I believe that's a sign and wonder. It's a manifestation. I want that manifestation in my life. I want to know that I've been in the presence of my Lord every day, every day. That I would be intimate with Him. And Joshua had that faith. He had that. He had that faith because he saw his leader, man, Phil, he's a man of God's presence. He's a man of God's presence. And I know that this church, we're being led to our promised land. We're led to our promises. And I thank God for that. I thank God that he, he would revere and he would be a person that is distinguished by the presence of God. You know, God no longer calls you a slave because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends, since I have told you everything the Father told me. In intimacy, God wants to tell you things. He wants to share things with you. He wants to fuel you. It's his, it's his nature to fill you. It's his nature to give good gifts to you. Would you receive that gift today, the gift of intimacy I just wanted to really encourage people that when God is with us, we can have that assurance that, that we don't have to be fearful today of what life throws at us, circumstance. Because when the Lord goes ahead of you, like it says in um, Joshua 2 verse 9, when Joshua sends out the spies to investigate Jericho, because they're about... They want, that's the land that God has promised for them. He goes and he goes and investigates it, and uh, Rahab comes to the spies and tells them. She tells them this. She says, "I know the Lord has given you this land." She told them, "We're all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror, for we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt, and we know what you did to Sihon and Og." The two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, whose people you completely destroyed. No, what, uh, no wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God is supreme God of the heavens and above the earth below. Wow, our God is, he's a supreme. He's supreme today. And we can have assurance that when go, God's go ahead of us, the enemy is trembling That's what I saw in that scripture, that I don't have to be fearful of my obstacle. I don't have to be fearful of the wall that is beyond that as well. That actually God's gone ahead of me and actually that city is is terrified. They're terrified. They're melting in fear in their hearts. And Just God's so good because I imagined myself standing at that obstacle. And I imagined going through the river and going to the walls of Jericho. And it could seem... Frightening. It could seem, it could seem like it's going to take forever, but God's gone ahead of you. God's got ahead of you, and He's made. And He, 
these people are reminded of what God did for them. Even the, even the enemy knows what God has done for you. And it, you just need to remind him today that your God is with you and that he goes ahead of you. Remind him. Remind him of what the word says today. Remind him that God is with you. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, and I, my second point today is that you would be faith-fueled. You'd have faith-fueled revelation. Faith-fueled revelation. It says in Joshua 1, verses 7 to 8, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you'll be successful in everything you do. Study this book. Of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so that you'll be sure to be everything in it. Only then will you prosper in all you do. Amen. So today I want to ask you, are you deviating from the word of God? Are you turning away from the word of God? You know, what are you are you turning away from God because you're turning to other things? Are you turning on the TV? Is TV becoming prominent in your life? Are other things becoming more prominent so you, so you turn away from God's word? And God wants to fuel you today. He wants to fuel you with revelation. Not the revelation of another preacher. Not the revelation of YouTube preachers. But he wants to fuel you with your own revelation. The own revelation. I said this morning, you wouldn't eat someone's regurgitated food, would you? No, so that's kind of disgusting. So <laughs> why am I eating someone? You know, it's good to listen to preachers on YouTube and it encourages our faith. And the God behind them is, is God, is Jesus. But if we're not going to it for ourselves and just relying, we're just relying. I mean, God's given us word, his word for a reason. Not to, from Monday to Saturday, we're going on YouTube. And getting, getting preachers to tell us their revelation. God wants you to have your own revelation today. He wants you to stand on the word of God. He wants to show you things that he hasn't shown to others. He wants to encourage you with the word today. He wants to fill you, fill you with, his, with his words today. So don't depart from his word. Because faith comes by hearing. And by hearing by the word of God. And you know, would you turn your attention to God today? Would you turn your ear to Him? Turn your ear to Him because these words give life. They give the very, this very book is life about God, about a great God who wants to, He wants to give us a land that He has promised us today. And there's truths in here that the world will never be able to give you. You know, in, we live in a day and age where people say, what is the truth? And the Bible isn't revered. The Bible isn't placed above. The man has become in place of God today. Uh, the word of God. And we need to bring back the word of God to the UK. We need to be a people of the word of God. Spirit and word. That's true worship today. That's true worship. Are you spending time in intimacy with God? Spending time with him. That's great. But also God wants you to spend time in his, his word do you open the page? I mean, sometimes I'm in prayer and God, I read a scripture. 
And it fuels my intimacy. It fuels my prayer life with him. The very words, you know, you read the words and they jump out to you and they're like food. They're like food. They give you fuel. You know, Jesus wants you to eat this word like a meal today. It's a meal. It's to be eaten. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste his word today. Taste his word. His word gives you life. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. You know, God didn't intend this just to be a Bible, but it, it intended you to sit down with it. Sit down with him, with his presence. Sit down his, with his word. And I trust you, when those obstacles come, when those obstacles come, the word of God, it will be so ready in you. Because you might be depleted with his word today. But God wants to fuel you. And you say, well, I can't remember stuff. I can't memorize stuff. Well, it's by the spirit God will remind you. He will remind you when you're in that circumstance, when you're in that obstacle. He will remind you of his word today. He is faithful. He's faithful. You might be, you know, like when I used to do tire boxing, when I used to fight, I do all these like um, techniques and repetition. And that's like the word of God. Keep repeating, keep reading scriptures, keep reading. And then when you need it, you'll be so fueled that when, when I used to fight, I'd be like, wow, how did I throw that combination? It was because I kept practicing in it. I kept doing it. I didn't depart from the word. I didn't depart from my training. It's better to train the inner man than the physical man. And when you're faced with an obstacle, God wants to strengthen your inner man today by the word of God. It's, ah oh man, I love, I love Thai boxing, but I love the word of God even more. I love it above everything. God has shown me how faithful he is with this word. I left Thai boxing for God, for God. Because he alone can fuel me. He alone can feed me today. He wants to feed you today. He says, I feed my sheep. They shall not want. You shall not want today. You shall not need. Because God wants to make green pastures for you. He wants to lead you beside still rivers today. He wants you to be in a place of rest, in intimacy, faith-fueled intimacy, and faith-fueled revelation. Jesus. Jesus. God. God is so good. And the word of God, God wants us to not get off track. You know, this word, it will keep us on track. It will keep us on track. If you don't deviate from his word, it will keep you on track. The world is trying to get you off track. There's friends in your life. There's family members in life. They're saying, come with me. Come with me. And the word's bringing you back today. The word is bringing you back. God is bringing you back today. Do not deviate from him. There's so much temptation. Sin is crouching at your door. He is. Sin is crouching. Enemies waiting for an opportune time. He waited for Jesus. He waited for an opportune time. But Jesus was strong. He was a man of the word you know, he was, a, he was a human being, so I'm sure he read the scroll. He did, he did. He read the words of God and he let them fuel them. Are you letting his very words fuel you today? So then when people try to steer you off nightclubbing or, you know, into places that you shouldn't be going, you say, no, I stand on the word of God today and I do not deviate from it. I do not turn from the left or to the right. I'm not double-minded and I'm not, I'm not unstable. I'm staying to the truth of the word to God today.
You know, I like the picture that God would prepare a table for us. He would prepare a meal for us today. He would prepare a meal for us to eat his word. Eat his word. Ezekiel, in Ezekiel, God, he said, eat the word. Eat the word and it will come forth. Open your mouth and God will fill it. You know, God wants to fill you today with his word so that you can face those obstacles of life. And if you would just eat of him, if you just eat of him today, he would satisfy those needs. He would nourish you. You know, he wants to give you a a balanced diet today of his word and his spirit. Some of us don't have balanced diets in the spirit. We don't have balanced diets. We go from this to that. And God wants us these basic foundations of intimacy, going to God and the word of God are our basic nutrition in life. They're the things that take us and steer us. You know, we're trying with Elijah to, we really want to encourage him to come to the table and eat with us. And he's naughty. He's very naughty. He doesn't want to eat. But as a good father, I want him to eat because I want him to be nourished. I want him to have... You know, eat his broccoli, eat his spinach, eat his sweet corn so that he can be strengthened. And that's what God wants for you today. He wants you to be strengthened by his word. He wants you to be fueled by his word. His word is your very direction today. He wants to direct you. Where there's no direction, there's no, where there's no vision, there's no hope. And God wants to give you vision today. He wants to give you direction with his word. His word is so crucial it's so crucial. It's such a part of our lives. You should hold on to it. Confession time. I have so many Bibles. Too many. <laughs> I, say get, I say start giving some away if you're not reading now. I, had the, I, I saw all my Bibles and I was like, Lord, I, you know, like I got all these decisions. I got all this choice to make about which version I want to read. And I didn't realize I've got all these versions in my iPad anyway. So, But it's like, it just showed me that actually I take his word for granted. I do. I take it for so granted. There's people in other nations, you can't even carry a Bible because you'll go to prison. But we have, yeah, we have the privilege of, I have the privilege of having, I'm greedy basically. My eyes are too big for... <laughs> You know, oh, I like the I like the front of that cover. I'm going to buy that Bible. You know, we just we're like consumers. We've allowed consumerism, yeah, to dictate our lives rather than the Word of God. You know, I don't have this Bible because it's got a pretty um, fawn, and you know, it's, it's I love it, but it shouldn't be the reason why I carry it because it looked good. It's it's because it's going to feed me today. And God commands us to be strong and he commands us to be courageous when we're at those obstacles of life today. He wants to give you courage today. He wants to give you courage in face of your um, Goliaths today. I believe many of us, we've got Goliaths in our life. There's giants that stand above us. But just like David, we've got, we've got a little tool, a little tool, a little slingshot. And we've got some little stones and we, we're, oh, we're like, wow, what are we going to do with this? It's nothing. It's nothing. And sometimes we think like that about the word of God. We think, it's, we think it's nothing. We don't think it has power. But when he threw that sling, Goliath went down. 
And before Goliath was, was standing there, he was intimidating him with a sword. And imagine it was, you know, Goliath was big. I imagine the sword was big as well. And I believe some today, there's people that the enemy is pointing a sword of fear at you today. But just like King David, you're going to grab that sword and you're going to cut the enemy's head off. He's going to go. He's going to be silenced. He wants him silenced in your life today. And you need to have a revelation. We need to have a revelation that God's word is a sword. It is a sword. When you go out of the morning, are you, are you, are you equipped with your sword? Has his words been fueling you in the morning? Have they been fueling that you? So when you face obstacles at work, people within the workplace, maybe you don't get on with them or you don't see eye to eye with you, that you can dare declare the word of God over their life and over your life today. You know, in 2 Corinthians 10, it says, we, we use God's mighty weapons, not the worldly weapons, to knock down strongholds of human reasoning and destroy the false arguments. And there's accusations that the enemy has spoken, condemnation in our life that the enemy is reminded of. And we are meant to hold up the word of God because it brings down every false argument that is spoken against your life today. Would you carry his word with you? Would you be equipped? Ephesians 6, would you take up the whole armor? When you, when you leave home, would you take up the whole armor of God? His word is so precious. So precious. And even Jesus, he said, people do not live by bread alone, but live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. You know, if you fill yourself with his word today, the very words that are going to come off your lips are the word of God. You know, at the moment I work with young people and there's some awful profanity, like awful stuff. They, some of this language, like if you lot heard this, you'd be like, whoa, Lewis, you work there? Like some awful stuff I hear and awful things they do. But when I say the word of God to them, they're like, Lewis, you say such inspirational things. And I'm like, it's not inspiration, it's the word of God. God's word is God breathed, it's, it's inspired by God. And I, I just tell him that the very words that I'm saying to you today are the words of Jesus. They're not some uh, quote or some inspiration from some prophet. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're very words of God. And I just want to encourage people today that to have the word ready on your lips today. Have it ready. Have it ready. Be equipped. God has given you a provision today. He's given you his word. And when you step out, trust me, these young people, wow, they say some awful things. But when I share with them the word of God, they're amazed. They're amazed. They're like, wow, what's such wisdom? Not my wisdom, God's wisdom. And I'm like, whoa, Lord. Like, it's amazing the, the way they receive the word. And the enemy wants to lie to us today. And, but, and he wants to put you in fear that the word of God, oh, it needs to be relevant. I remember someone say to me, well, shouldn't God make the Bible relevant? It is relevant today. It is relevant to that young person's need today. And I'm going to stand on the word of God today. 
for my workplace and for these young people. And young people need that today. They need you to be prepared with the word of God. It's not outdated. It's not some ancient book. It's alive today. His word is alive. And when you speak that word to the people on the streets, the people in your life, they bring life to them. Where there was death, there will be life. You know, is your tongue today speaking forth life or is it death? Because, because you don't stand on the word of God. You don't stand on his revelation. So actually you're double-minded. You're unstable because there's a tendency at my job to be like, because these young people have such bravado and they carry themselves in a certain way, for me not to stand on the word of God, to not be fueled by his revelation. And I allow it to fuel them. And I thank God that he fuels them with his word. Thank you, Jesus. Thirdly, I want to say, are you fueled by action? Is your faith being fueled? Is intimacy with God fueling you to action? Is the word of God fueling you to action? Because faith without works is dead you know intimacy is great but then if you're not going out if you're not being filled with the spirit and you're overflowing and it's you know you're just being kind of selfish really but you're not you're not filling others with the intimacy when god gets your heart in the place of intimacy you want to go and share it with others you want to share his word with others because he has blessed you so much that you want to be a blessing to others. He's showered his love upon you that you want to go and share. No, we're not crazy, church. We've been filled by his love. So why wouldn't we go and share his love? Why would we keep it to ourselves? Jesus gave. For God so loved the world, he gave. And when Jesus gives to you in the quiet place, you want to ultimately give to others. I remember when I got saved that I didn't, I didn't even know what the word evangelist meant. I was at a different church then. And I was just sharing of how God transformed my life. That I was once dead and now I've been made alive. That there was a change in me. There was a fueling inside of me. And I would just share it to people. Because God changed me so much. So radically changed me. He's so radical that I started just telling people. And I've gone away from that a bit. I've gone away from when I first fell in love with him. He changed my life so much and I want that today. I want that again today. Do you want that again? Do you want that again? Do you want your first love back? Where he touched your life and he transformed you from the inside out. Whoa, Jesus. I remember those. I don't want to remember those days. I want to remember these days. I want to say I remember these days because my love is continually going out and coming in. It's going out and it's coming in. That's how the world is going to be. Share your love. Share your love with others. Take your place of intimacy and your place with the word of God. And let it be your fuel. Your fuel to go out on the streets. Your fuel for your family. Your fuel for your family. Let it be your fuel. Because sometimes family infect us. And we're not effective. But God today, he wants you to be effective with faith intimacy with him when you go to your family you will not be discouraged you will be courageous because you know that the lord your god is with you today and he fuels you in intimacy and you'll be able to speak the very words 
that Jesus spoke into your life over your family. So I say, church, equip yourself today. Equip yourself with the provision that the Lord is giving you. He's giving you provision to cross into the Jordan River and take possession of a land the Lord is giving you. And that promise is over this church and that promise is over you as an individual for your families. You can claim that promise today and take action. Joshua took action against the wall of Jericho. The wall of Jericho, he was obedient. He listened to God. The Hebrew word Shema, I believe. It means to listen. It has two meanings. Listen and respond. So you listen to God and then you respond to him in action today. You listen to him and then you respond. And you you go to those walls in your life like the wall of Jericho. It fell down. Then the walls of your life are going to fall down today. They're going to fall. They're going to fall because you love your God. You obey your God. And you do whatever he says because it's... It says in the scripture that they, that when they were silent when God said to them to be silent, when he gave them a plan to go around the wall seven times. He gave them a plan. And, he, and they shouted when God had told them to do. And to me, that just seems like, whoa, how are we meant to defeat this enemy, Jericho, with these kind of far-fetched, you know, Lord, you just want us to walk around. Like, what's this going to do? What's this going to do? And then sometimes we're like that with the word of God today. We're walking around. Yeah, we're, we're being faithful. We're being faithful. But we don't believe that the word of God has power today. We don't believe that intimacy, faith-fueled intimacy has the power to bring down that wall. Because Jesus didn't ask them six times to walk around that wall. He asked them seven times. He was specific. And the walls came crashing down and they fell down. And I believe that there's walls today in your life that if you obey God, if you respond to him today, like it says HBO, hear, believe and obey. If you hear God, you believe God and you obey God and you're fueled by your provisions, the rest, the intimacy, those walls will fall down. Take action today, church. Take action against the walls of your life because when the Lord your God is with you who can be against you oh Jesus thank you yeah thank you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Lord Yeah, Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that there's rest today in your intimacy. Thank you, Lord, that you're with us, that you're not for us, that you're for us. You'll never abandon us. I thank you, Jesus, that you want people to come to the place of intimacy today. That, Lord, where people have departed from intimacy, where they've turned away, you're drawing them back. You're a good father, Lord. 
You're a good father and you discipline your children. And Jesus extends his arm out to you today and he says, come to me. Come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. He will give you rest. The world will not give you rest. Going on a nice holiday is is amazing. You can go and enjoy the sun and sit on the sunbed. But God is your ultimate rest today. He is your ultimate leader. He wants to fill you with his spirit. He wants to lead you to your promised land. And he wants to give you himself today. If you feel burdened or drained by life, and the obstacle is, it's a big obstacle. It seems too big for you today. God wants to make a way. He wants to make a way. He lives inside of you. There's assurance that your obstacle, that God is going to make a way. Dry ground. The walls are going to be split today. They are. Have faith today. Have faith small as a mustard seed. And you can say to that mountain, move and it will be moved. I thank you, Jesus, right now for your presence, your Holy Spirit, Lord. I thank you, Father God, there is freedom in this place. I thank you, Father God, that there is deliverance for those that need deliverance today from your obstacles. Would you come and sit at the feet of Jesus? Yes, sit at his feet. He's going to make a way. He's going to make a way where there seems like there's no way. He's going to make a way. He's going to make a way. Lord, I just pray for those that feel depressed or have anxiety or worry in their lives, Father God, that the obstacle is too big for them today, that they can't see a way. I thank you, God, that you are faithful, that you split the Red Sea, Lord, that you are a miracle worker, Lord. And just like you did for Joshua, Father God, you made a way for him. You made a way, Father God, and you had victory. There was victory over the walls of people's life today. There's victories in Jesus' name. There is victory in obeying him. There's victory in obeying his word. Jesus, I just pray, Father God, fill your people, fill your people, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening, and we trust that the Word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church, or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.